Have you been looking for a quality brand of CBD oil and didn't know where to turn? Let me introduce you to Botan CBD. Go to BotanCBD.com, that's B-O-T-A-N-C-B-D.com, and you'll see a full line of CBD oil products. The benefits of CBD oil are plentiful, including pain relief, anti-inflammation, mental clarity and focus, stress and anxiety reliever, and the list goes on. I've been using Botan CBD oil on my sciatica pain, and it makes it disappear. You can rub it on the body or take it orally and you can trust that Botan CBD is the highest quality CBD oil on the market. They are a pharmaceutical grade organic CBD small batch and handcrafted for you. Head on over to BotanCBD.com and use the code Jimmy at checkout for 15% off your first order. Live life well. Botan CBD. The information and opinions provided here are for educational purposes only and are not intended to provide individual medical advice. Material conversations and statements found herein are not intended as and does not substitute for a personalized doctor-patient relationship. It's time for Keto Talk with Jimmy Moore and Dr. Will Cole. Featuring veteran health podcaster Jimmy Moore and functional medicine practitioner Dr. Will Cole. They're here every Thursday answering your questions about low-carb, high-fat, ketogenic diets. Now, it's time to drop some keto knowledge on Keto Talk. Keto Talk. Here's Jimmy and Will. Hey, hey guys. We're back here on episode 143 of Keto Talk with Jimmy Moore and Dr. Will Cole. KetoTalk.com is our website. And what do we do here? We talk about low-carb, moderate-protein, high-fat, ketogenic diets. My name is Jimmy Moore, the international best-selling author of Keto Clarity and the all-new book, Real Food Keto. And I am joined by a functional medicine practitioner. His name, Dr. Will Cole. He's out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. DrWillCole.com is his website. He's the international best-selling author of Ketotarian, more of a plant-based keto diet. I was literally just talking to somebody today, Will. Uh, it was a company, and they were like, so uh, we're trying to come up with some meal plans, and we know about traditional keto. What are the like offsets of keto? I said, you've got to create a Ketotarian version of your meal plan. So uh, we're getting it out there, man, for you. What's up, hey, hey, what's up? I'm, I'm excited about that. I uh, let's spread some keto, real food, keto and ketotarian love to the world. I dropped them your name. So you might be getting a, a call from them. I even told them about, you know, carnivore kind of being a thing, too. So it's like companies yeah. are getting in and they're wanting to know what do people want? Pretty much anything. If it's got keto on it right now is what they want. Yeah, exactly. No, and that's good. We're spreading like good quality whole food stuff out there and that's people right. want to learn how to do it and they want to learn how to do it right. It's great. That's why they listen to this show. So, yeah, <laughs> well, today we have a really interesting uh, kind of outside the normal format uh, podcast for you guys. We teased it last week that we should do a whole episode that would be a comprehensive primer all about like the, all these adaptogens and holy basil and all this ashwagandha, all these things that you say that sound like, uh, you know, uh, characters on Star Trek. Um, but we're going to get into that here in just a moment. Really interesting stuff, you guys. But before we do that, Will. 
Uh, this week, we had tragedy hit in the keto community, and I definitely wanted to talk about it here at the top of the show. Everybody knows Dr. Ken Berry and his wife, Nisha. They've been out there for uh, a little while now making lots of videos. His YouTube channel alone, Will, has a quarter million subscribers, so he's no chump change when it comes to getting the message out about keto. Well, uh, earlier on Monday, uh, he found that his business was completely on fire. His clinic was just up in, in flames and it took them many hours to put out the flames. And so these guys, they're kind of displaced right now. And I, I immediately thought, thought of people like yourself, you know, what would you do if your clinic was just on fire and poof, there goes your business. Yeah, my heart goes out to Ken, who's a, a great guy, and his wife just right now in the midst of this. Uh, it's just uh, crazy. I mean, it's we just take so much of our life for granted, and I'm just happy that he's safe, his wife's safe, and yeah. everybody in the office was safe too because it was early in the morning, right? Yeah, so it wasn't right. wasn't open, but yeah, I mean, it's just it's horrible. So I mean, definitely, I think everybody in the community should be praying for them. And and do, do they have a way for us to support them in any way? And I don't, I don't know if they have Absolutely. anything online. So okay. um, so uh, Ken's got a book coming out late next month. So uh, you guys have supported me and Will with our books. Uh, so go support the pre-order April 30th. His book, Lies My Doctor Told Me. It's the second edition that's expanded and updated. Uh, definitely go pre-order that. People don't value that, Will, as an author. Uh, I value greatly all of the pre-orders that come in for my book. Uh, they really do make a difference as to distribution, where your book goes and all that jazz. And he's got a great distribution channel. He's on Victory Belt Publishing. But um, but it would be really good to show your support by going and pre-ordering his book on Amazon, Lies My Doctor Told Me. Or he does have one of those Patreon pages where you can support people directly, uh, patreon.com slash Ken D. Barry, MD. So Patreon is P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Ken. The letter D is in dog, Barry, B-E-R-R-Y-M-D. And we'll have these links in the show notes, you guys, so you can go and show the love to the Berries because... I would hope, Will, if something like this happened to Dr. Will Cole or to Jimmy Moore or anybody else in this community, that the community would rally around them. Yeah, I, I believe I believe they, they will for Ken and his wife, for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get to today's show, because usually we all nerd out on the regular format with hot topics and, you know, the latest health headlines and all of these things that we typically do on this show. We're not doing any of that stuff today, you guys, because we are loaded for bear about all adaptogens all the time. And, and this is an interesting thing. When you join the show, Will, uh, it's been a couple of years now when you joined the show and you started talking about ashwagandha and holy basil and all these things. And I'm going, I don't know anything about any of this stuff. And you, <laughs> you, you usually drop one of these every single week. <laughs> and I thought, how cool would it be if we do kind of a, okay, here's what he's talking about, you guys, episode. <laughs> so that when you say these things again on a future episode, oh, yeah, way back in episode 143, he explained what that was. <laughs> <laughs> now they have a whole episode resource of Adaptogen Love, and we're going to do it today. Yeah, so we had a poop cast. This is Adaptogen cast, so... <laughs> Uh, I'll let you take it away. You kind of start, I guess, tell us what adaptogens are. Great place to start. Uh, adaptogens are this awesome plant family, or let's call it earth medicine family, because there's some that aren't plants 
technically speaking, but they are a class of natural medicines or earth medicines that have a few things in common that classify them under that umbrella of adaptogens. So they have to be safe, obviously, and they have to have a balancing effect on the body, uh, meaning that they don't really drive your uh, levels or your hormone levels or your energy levels up or down. They just have a balancing impact on the body. Uh, so specifically with hormones and, and why we primarily use adaptogens are is something uh, that has to do with the brain hormonal axis. So specifically the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis or the brain adrenal axis. And that same goes for the brain thyroid axis and the brain gonadal axis. So the ovarian and testicular axis. So basically it balances our hormones and the brain's communication line with our hormones and um, adaptogens are really, uh, there's so many different ones out there. So when we use that word, uh, it is just this whole sort of kingdom of adaptogens that we use in functional medicine to bring about um, uh, good qualities in, in the body. But the, the, even though they all have the balancing impact, they all have their strong suits. So the way that I like to think of adaptogens, you remember that 90s cartoon Captain Planet? Do you remember oh, yeah. that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Earth, wind, fire, water. And with your powers combined, it summoned this really cool blue silver dude with that came and saved the day. Well, adaptogens kind of have that same thing. They all have their own. They all work together, but they all have their own sort of strong suit. Um, so that's basically what adaptogens are. So outside of functional medicine, I'm assuming Chinese medicine uses this quite a bit. Are there other medical modalities that use this regularly like functional medicine does? Yeah. So adaptogens aren't new. I think they're, they are new to the wealth, the, sorry, the health blog, blogosphere, the wellness blog. Well, the health blog, is wealth. So. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, I combine health and you know, yeah, wellness, but the, the, uh, the reality is that they um, are not new from a traditional medicine standpoint. So they were used in traditional Chinese medicine and, you know, oriental medicine. They've been used in Ayurvedic medicine. They've been used in Native American medicine. A lot of traditional societies used adaptogens and they didn't call it call them adaptogens, but they knew they had this balancing effect. So they helped lowering cortisol levels or balancing cortisol levels help brain function, help balance depression and anxiety, uh, help with uh, mood uh, issues and help with energy, s- sustaining energy throughout the day. So these are these these are things that people have used for, for long, centuries and centuries uh, of time. But now we're using them today in a way that science is catching up with antiquity that we are able to know and research. And there's a growing amount of evidence of seeing the impact that adaptogens can have on our health. So is the genesis of the word uh, because of its effects on how you're able to adapt to life circumstances, things like stress, maybe uh, things that would knock your hormones out of balance, that kind of thing. Is that where it comes from, adaptogen, or is there another more sophisticated reason they call it that? That's exactly it. They are just, they are a plant or natural medicine group that helps your resilience and help your body adapt to stress. Nice. So that's really where the the genesis of the name adaptogens came from. Um, And we use it in functional medicine for a lot of different hormonal issues, whether it's adrenal fatigue issues or brain adrenal axis, HPA axis issues or thyroid issues or people that have low libido or people have um, just general fatigue issues. 
These are all things that we can use adaptogens for. Does mainstream medicine know anything about these things? Obviously, they're uh, promoting a whole lot of pharmaceutical. And I'm also wondering, do some pharmaceutical drugs include adaptogens in them to help enhance the benefits of whatever effect they're trying to bring about? I don't know of any drug that has adaptogens in them, but I would say that most of the time, doctors in the conventional setting aren't really aware of what adaptogens are. They may, unless they have a personal interest in it, they're not being taught this in school at all. So if the doctor has an interest in it, they're, you know, a lot of my patients are physicians or they are in healthcare in somewhere like nurses or th- something like that. It's not that they learned it in school, but then because they're interested in health and wanting to feel their best, they've then educated themselves on it, which it's sad that these aren't things aren't, are not taught in medical school, but it's just not. Yeah. Um, so they're having to go to the Institute for Functional Medicine, IFM, and you can see medical doctors being trained in in by in droves through IFM because there is a growing amount of physicians in the conventional setting that want to learn about this stuff because they see the gaps in conventional medicine and realize that there are so many things that we can do, yeah. like adaptogens, to help people improve without the pharmaceutical drugs and their side effects and complications. Are they considered a medical food? How are they classified or as a supplement? What what are they considered as? They're considered a supplement. So they would fall under the supplement grade category as far as like the listing on the label. Yeah. Um, and they'd have the same like FDA, like this has not been evaluated by FDA because it's not, right. uh, it's considered a supplement. Um, and I think it's a good thing. It's from the earth. I don't think that it needs to be regulated on that level, but I do feel like there should be independent uh, vetting from labs and right. natural medicine companies that provide good quality transparency and get third-party objective testing uh, for quality standpoint. Uh, and that's why it's important that when there's so many things on the market, because if you guys look up some of the adaptogens we're going to talk about in today's show, you're going to see a lot of different companies talking about these these things and you don't even know what to get. So it's right. important to go for a brand that you trust. A lot of times brands that you do trust will carry a couple adaptogen lines. So make sure that they are testing for quality and the active ingredients are good as well as the inactive ingredients and make sure there's no fillers or binders or anything like that that, that isn't uh, good for you. Um, but yeah, it's definitely important to vet these things, but they are considered a supplement. Yeah, at the end of the show, we'll give you those names so you don't have to <laughs> search all over the place trying to find them. And I was going to ask you the question, can you mess up an adaptogen? So what do they do? Uh, is it fillers that they're adding to it? Is it just the way it's processed? What, how do they mess up adaptogens? So, yeah, it would be the inactive ingredients a lot of times where you read the active ingredients and it's fine, but they'll add like a tons of tons of extra stuff that's cheap. It's a filler. Uh, that maybe, for example, they can have like rice in it. And if someone can't tolerate rice or they don't want to eat eating rice, even if it's a small amount, and I understand there are small amounts in these supplements, then maybe some people wouldn't want to have the rice. Even though I find that a lot of times it's not the irritating part of the rice and it's not going <clears> to <throat> obviously impact your carb count because it's such a small amount. Yeah. But some people that are grain sensitive, a lot of people on this uh, with autoimmunity want to avoid all things with grains. And that's understandable. Uh, they would want to look at those like fine lettered like ingredients to make sure that this is uh, something that can have. And you want to make sure, I mean, for example, the uh, adaptogenic mushrooms out there, and that's going to be, be things like chaga, 
Again, weird word, guys. Weird words. We're going to have translators here later when we start getting into these. (laughs) But chaga and lion's mane and uh, all of these adaptogenic mushrooms, they, you want to make sure that the active ingredients are standardized uh, where they'll be labeled the, the mushroom and then they'll label the active ingredients too. And that's similar to turmeric. You know, if you yeah. get a turmeric, which is not a, an adaptogen, but they will have standardized uh, curcuminoids, which are the bioavailable like active ingredients. You want to make sure that it's standardized for the curcuminoids so you know it's it's as potent and active and therapeutic as you want it to be. Uh, and that is applicable to some of the adaptogens too, specifically the, the adaptogenic mushrooms where – Research knows these proteins are 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 more active, uh, and people so people want that standardized when they're using it as a supplement. So, Will, how did they discover these adaptogens and know that they had these uh, this impact on your stress system in your body, the nervous system, the inflammation pathways, and helping with low libido, like you said earlier, and the thyroid issues? Did, did somebody say, "Here, eat this. Let's see what happens to to Johnny when he has this"? You know, <laughs> what happened? How did they discover this? Yeah, I'm thinking it 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 started in traditional medicine of people trying it and it didn't kill them, it didn't which die. was good. <laughs> And B, it did not only didn't kill them, it made them feel better. Uh, so I think that's where a lot of things came from that we yes. use today. Um, but then again, this slow evolution of of traditional medicine, and then con- this emergence of conventional medicine and modern research, and then modern research testing the ancient medicines and saying, "Well, look, if this has made people feel good for all these years." Well, here's the mechanism at play here. This is what it's actually doing to make you feel good, which a lot of these. Um, these adaptogens have a good amount of solid evidence in the clinical literature to show why it's actually making people feel better. Well, and going with the topic of what we talk about here on Keto Talk, if you combine an anti-inflammatory effect of an adaptogen with an anti-inflammatory diet, it seems to be one plus one equals four. No, absolutely. And if you look at the impact that that the ketogenic diet can have on the brain and the hormones and lowering inflammation. And then you bring something like an adaptogen in, adaptogen in, which is helping with lowering inflammation, helping your brain and hormones. It's such a good combination. I think that adaptogens are such a great uh, amplification of a healthy, clean ketogenic diet um, for, for people that need it. There are certainly people listening out here uh, right now that don't need adaptogens. I'm not saying that everybody needs to be on them, but people that maybe need uh, hormonal support or they need energy support or they need like some of them are good for skin complexion and skin health. Yeah, I think that then bring and use these things in as part of your healthy lifestyle. Um, but yeah, it's a great thing. It's it's funny now that I'm talking about it. I cannot tell you there's rare a week that passes by when somebody messages me on social media yeah. or or met, or talks to me about holy basil and this in this <laughs> jo- running joke that you've made about holy basil. Hey, they haven't forgotten about it. That's that's the fun part of making a joke <laughs> about do. it. They don't forget about it. <laughs> they don't. And they're like, I know you like holy basil. And they, 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 they uh, love it. They love it. So now we're talking about a show about Holy Basil and her family members. So <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so you mentioned it earlier that most people could probably get benefit, but not everyone needs to do adaptogens uh, as with anything else. Again, the bioindividuality. Some people will respond better than others. But is there anybody that it's a hard no, they should not use adaptogens? 
Sometimes there are certain adaptogens when uh, somebody has really, uh, they're sensitive to um, like anxiety or their heart is racing. There are certain adaptogens that you would want to consider. Like, for example, if someone's really anxious and they're sensitive to caffeine, this is sort of a class of people that I see over the years, that things like rhodiola, which is a good adaptogen that gives many people energy and helps with their hormone balance, that some people are sensitive to rhodiola and some people are sensitive to ashwagandha, uh, which are two different uh, adaptogens that are commonly used. If you look at the class of, of adaptogens, that's, those are the two top ones that sometimes people uh, don't, they get more anxious when they have them. And that's not the desired effect. We're using this to actually balance things and calm things down. So there definitely is bioindividuality here. And I think it's important to start off low and slow, see how you feel. Because a lot of these adaptogens, you can start seeing changes pretty quickly. Right. And that's the great thing about adaptogens. A lot of times you don't need weeks and weeks and weeks to see changes, even though for some people, you definitely have to find that good therapeutic dose where you are seeing the benefits. Right. But a lot of people, they can see the changes that day when they're taking it as far as energy levels and, you know, balancing of, of mood, et cetera. Uh, so beyond that, and I think the great thing about adaptogens is that they are good uh, for most people. So other than that one exception, and even then they can still use adaptogens it's about finding the right dosage and the yeah. right kind for them. So I think most people can benefit them if they want to enhance the things that we're talking about. So guys, in case you missed some of the health benefits of adaptogens on all the previous episodes when he's gone, holy basil, and then listed off all these benefits, here's some of the benefits of the things we're going to be talking about here today. So we're lowering cortisol. That's a good thing. Regenerate brain cells, alleviate depression and anxiety, protecting heart health, protecting the liver, preventing and fighting cancer, lowering your cholesterol. Does the lower triglycerides, any of them specifically? Uh, yeah, I, I, a lot of the ones that lower cholesterol just improve liver function and help with um, insulin sensitivity, too, yep. which would lower um, triglycerides. That's right. Uh, protect against radiation. So if you're going through chemo, uh, help with that. Um, balancing the immune system and then decreasing the uh, the symptoms of fatigue. So uh, none of that's probably of interest to anybody listening right now. I'm just kidding. That's probably <laughs> most of the symptoms that most of your patient population in your clinic will deal with. Absolutely. And that's why adaptogens are really a cool tool. It's not the only tool. And it's important for people to know that. I think it's something that I say a lot of. You cannot supplement your way out of a poor diet. A lot of the foundation stuff that we talk about on Keto Talk, you have to start with the food first. And then from there, you can fill these things in where you need to and, and tailor your lifestyle, your healthy lifestyle for your situation. Yeah. So, guys, we're going to pause here real quick. And when we come back, we're going to highlight the 12 adaptogen superstars that Dr. Will Cole likes to have as his go to in his clinic. So we'll be right back. Are you looking for whole food supplements for your ketogenic lifestyle? Then let me introduce you to Further Food. Go to furtherfood.com and you'll see that they source the highest quality ingredients on the planet. 
They have collagen peptides and my favorite, the gelatin powder to make those yummy gummies. And all of it is sourced from grass-fed, pasture-raised bovine collagen from Argentina, Paraguay, and Uruguay. Guys, this is really high-quality collagen and gelatin. There's no hormones or antibiotics. It's non-GMO, and it's the most tasteless and easiest to use on the market. And if you're not using collagen and gelatin, you need to be adding this to your ketogenic lifestyle. It helps reduce wrinkles, increase skin elasticity, making your skin firmer and softer. Collagen helps nails and hair grow longer and stronger while helping to rebuild your bones and strengthen your joints and ligaments. Collagen also helps with digestion and will help you curb your carb cravings. Again, head on over to furtherfood.com, enter the coupon code JIMMY at checkout, and you'll get 20% off your order. Elevate your wellness. Further food. Check out LifeSense products featuring the most potent C8 MCT oil and powder, BHB exogenous ketone salts with only natural sweeteners, and new to the world, C8 MCT oil for dogs. All of these products are scientifically formulated by Dr. Alvin Berger, who is the world-renowned lipid biochemist and nutritionist, as well as an expert in ketogenic fats. LifeSense has developed a custom easy-pour bottle for C8 MCT oil, and they've introduced more innovative, state-of-the-art nutritional products. Go to LifeSenseProducts.com to get your premium products all proudly made in the USA for the low-carb lifestyle. LifeSenseProducts.com. We're back here on Keto Talk with Jimmy Moore and Dr. Will Cole. KetoTalk.com is the website, and you definitely want to pop on over to KetoTalk.com when you're done listening today, because we'll have full show notes for everything we talked about here today. And it's a goodie, you guys, going deep, uh, a deep dive into adaptogens. So we're going to look at the top 12 most popular ones that you use and why you use them. So take it away. What's number one? Uh, so number one, I would call this, I call this the pick me up. It's the pick me, gins, the pick me up. Yeah. So it's for people that need a little, that need a little pick me up in their life. Uh, it's ginseng, which is commonly known. People know it. Um, and this is, uh, there's different types of, of ginseng. There's Asian white, there's Asian red, there's American white. Uh, there's even Siberian ginseng, which I think I, I put in a different section for the for the show. Yeah. Um, but they are all good for boosting energy levels. With, they don't have this, the common caffeine jitters or anxiousness that people can get. Um, so I like to use this oftentimes with jet lag when I'm traveling. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I don't have to use it all the time, but it is a great tool um, for when you need a little pick me up. And for all of these things we're going to talk about, uh, it's people are going to now going to be thinking like, how do I get this? Is right. this like a, like a capsule? Is it a powder? Is it a drink? For most of these things, you would get them in powder form. And obviously those powders can come in capsules. Right. So you can add them to your tea. You can add them to your coffee and make sort of an adaptogenic latte or adaptogenic coffee. You could do it that way. Um, and, um, you can cook with them as well. Like some of these adaptogens, you can cook with them and, uh, some are in tinctures and liquid tinctures. You would take them that way. Uh, so those are all different ways. So for ginseng example, for, for example, 
You could do a tea as well. A lot of these things you can make into teas and, and they even sell tea bags with the adaptogens in them. You can do it that way. Um, but I typically have them in powder and just add them to my tea. You have a company that, that you talk about quite a bit on your social media that does the little teas that have the adaptogens in it. What's the name of that company? Uh, I don't know exactly w- which one, but you, I'll tell you what, what I do have. Okay. Uh, Agent Natura. This may be what you're thinking that's of. That's the one. But, yes, that's okay, the one. Cool. I just couldn't remember the name of it. All right, cool. So I formulated an adaptogen blend for Agent Natura. We have it on our website at drrollcool.com. Yeah. But basically, it's Holy Youth is the name of it. But it is something that I put together and um, formulated for them. It has marine collagen which is not an adaptogen, but it's good for from a collagen standpoint. Right. It's good wild caught um, uh, uh, collagen. And then the adaptogen is holy basil naturally. I mean, why would I have anything else? Of course. Um, <laughs> and has spirulina, so good superfood. Um, and pearl, which is technically a traditional Chinese medicine adaptogen too, which is literally just crushed up pearl from, you know, freshwater wow. um, pearls. Um, which is actually the next um, segue. We call that a segue. He's learning these segues, guys, really good. Before we go to uh, segue to the pearl, um, I have got to use the ginseng, though, for jet lag. I've never thought about that before. I've got some international flights coming up uh, here uh, next month. I'm going to Italy uh, and then at the end of the year going to Israel. So it'll come in handy for those uh, long right. flights. <laughs> yeah, yeah, great. Another thing, this is off the subject of adaptogens, that my friends that I've, these two friends of mine, they travel all the time. They're like Australian supermodel, like male models, and they go all around and they say their their secret to jet lag is uh, if it's daytime, they'll have the window open no matter what on the plane to keep their circadian rhythm in check. And then if when the sun's going down, they put the blue light blocking glasses on consistently, even if they're like around people, they will put the blue light, those amber colored glasses and it helps their circadian rhythm stay in check. So that plus ginseng could be a good idea for you, Jimmy, when you go to Israel. Hey, I could be a supermodel too, man. (laughs) (laughs) I know three supermodels and Jimmy's one of them. (laughs) Well, let's get to the second uh, adaptogen superstar, Pearl. What is this one? Uh, What do you call this one? So this is the beauty secret. And that's that's one of the reasons why I put it in Holy Youth for Agent Natura, which, by the way, real fast, Agent, the, that adaptogen blend that I put together, it is I geek out every time because it's now sold <laughs> in the high end like Neiman Marcus, which we don't have a Neiman Marcus in Pittsburgh. But whenever I go to a city with a Neiman Marcus, I'm like, it's so to cool go to in see and my see name. Blend. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. So if you're in a Neiman Marcus, check it out. <laughs> but you can get it online, too. But, but anyways, Pearl uh, is, uh, in traditional Chinese medicine. So some people online have debated me with this and they've said, Pearl's not an adaptogen. It actually has been used for a long time in Ayurvedic medicine and Indian medicine and in traditional Chinese medicine as an adaptogen. So, um, it has a balancing effect on the body. It's a great source of amino acids and it helps, uh, with skin, hair, nails, that sort of thing, and has a, uh, balancing effect on hormones. So it sounds like it has some of the same benefits that collagen would provide as well. The skin, hair, nails uh, benefits um, with some amino acids. So is it the same kind of amino acid in the crushed up pearl powder as it is in, say, collagen? 
No, it's going to be different. And that's a, that's why I like com combining the marine collagen from fish with the pearl, um, because you're getting a more of a, a diverse uh, array of nutrients between the two of them. Right. But you're right. It is a lot of that sort of marine uh, source of nutrients that I, I like. And um, yeah, so people really like it. And you can have the pearl by itself, too. You don't have to have it in a blend. And some people just have a teaspoon of pearl and they'll put it in, you know, their tea or a tonic or something like that. And you can wear pearls and that's your beauty secret as well. So both inside and out. <laughs> well, let's yeah. get to the third one. And what's uh, this one's a little hard to pronounce. How do you pronounce that? R-H-O-D-I-O-L-A, rhodiola? Yeah, that's rhodiola. That's one I just I talked about a little bit ago about it being it's you great. You say them for, so fast, I can't always. Go, well, oh, that's uh, funny. Yeah. The, the rodeo, where, where did we go? <laughs> I need a, it's so funny because I say these words so much for they so many years. Yes. Yeah, I don't even think about it. But rhodiola. Yes. Rhodiola with RH. Uh, it is, it's good for people that are dealing with inflammatory issues like fibromyalgia. It's What's your nickname for, for it? Uh, it's, I call rhodiola the stress calmer. Stress calmer. Love yeah. It. Yeah. So the rhodiola, the stress calmer can is it can make be extra stimulating for some people. So like I mentioned, people that are more prone to like anxiousness or like racing thoughts, sometimes they have to have lower doses of rhodiola. Sometimes they wouldn't have it at all and they would go for another type of adaptogen. And then the other alternative is just if you if caffeine keeps you up at night, maybe start taking a rhodiola in the morning, but don't take it in the afternoon because uh, it can keep some people awake at night or having at least difficulty falling asleep. So it's a stress calmer, but it hypes you up. How, how does that work? Well, I think this is the bigger thing. It, it's it does relieve stress. It'll help balance out cortisol levels. But people uh, respond to these natural medicines differently. Yeah. Uh, so we all have different genetic SNPs and pathways where we respond to things differently. So for example, another good example that I would say is associated with this rhodiola thing is CBD oil. Yes. Um, CBD oil is not an adaptogen, but it is a stress calmer just like rhodiola is. But just like rhodiola is stress calming for so many people, some people it can get make them keep them up at night and make them feel more anxious. Same with CBD. You would think, oh, it's going to calm them down. They're going to be amazing. Yeah, that's what it's used for. But for some people, they have the opposite effect. And there's a gene pathway wow. that some people have where they have the opposite effect of it. And if for those people, they just have to kind of, hey, the CBD oil maybe isn't for you. Maybe rhodiola is not for you. But that's the great thing about the adaptogenic kingdom. You have different options out there and just go to something else. And again, start low and slow. You don't have to have even the recommended dosage. Some people, right. I have them open up the capsule and just have a little bit like half the capsule. So they can kind of see, or if it's a teaspoon, have half a teaspoon and see how they respond to it. Oh, I take CBD in the morning, CBD oil in the evening, and I sleep like a baby. So <laughs> I guess we all have our different way. That's interesting about the genetics uh, that make a difference in how you yeah. respond. And all of these adaptogens, I'm assuming, would have the same kind of uh, uh, warning, so to speak, of, you know, be aware your body might respond differently than someone else's. Totally. And I... I I've read about it in the research. I've looked, I've seen it clinically over the years. And 
it, it's it's interesting the people they'll know they'll say hey I, I i'm like i have the opposite effect like whatever i take whatever they say it helps me for i have the opposite so you have to find the one that works for them okay we're getting into increasingly harder to pronounce ones so i'm going to take a stab at them and let will laugh at me and then correct me if it's wrong so <laughs> this will be good this, this will be fourth part one, of the humor of this. yes uh, i'm going to try not to sound like i'm cussing on the air either um Shisandra. Did I say it right? Close. That was pretty good. I liked it. We say Shishandra, but Shishandra. you know, I'm, it's, you know, tomato, tomato, Shishandra, 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 Shishandra. There's missing uh, an H in there. Shishandra. There's not a second H in there. That's what threw me off. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> What's this one uh, called? <laughs> so this is, I call this the adrenal supporter, even yes. though that's oversimplistic because a lot of these things are actual adrenal supporters. Do, yeah. But this is from a berry. So it's like a desiccated powder uh, extract from a, a Shishandra berry. Uh, and it's really good. Uh, I used it when I was recovering from my adrenal fatigue that I've written a lot about over the years. But um, it's one it's pretty well tolerated, I would say, too. Most people can have it and they're not going to have any uh, issues, maybe like rhodiola or we'll talk about ashwagandha. Uh, this is just generally well tolerated by a lot of people. Yeah. All right. Number five isn't any easier to say. Uh, <laughs> you're going to laugh at me again. Shyla Jit. Yeah. And you know what? I am not the, the, the you know, lexicon for pronouncing these. So I don't like this. I is could your be saying like for this. me that first week that you came in, what was that word that you kept saying? And I'm like, that's not oh, how I've, what is it? I forget what it was. It was something that, that I was like, wait a minute, what are you saying? Oh, you're saying this other. So anyway, Shila Jit, how do you say it? Shila Jit. Shila Jit, of course. S-H-I-L-A-J-I-T. Okay, yeah. what's that one's nickname? So we call this the sex hormone igniter, guys. Yeah. We're getting... We're getting we're getting a racy here, um, but this is for people with low libido issues or sex hormone imbalances. So maybe they have low testosterone or they have estrogen progesterone imbalances or just feeling uh, like they don't have a lot of zest for life in that way. Yeah. Um, this is an Ayurvedic herb, so an Indian medicine herb. It translates as the conqueror of mountains and destroyer of weakness. I mean, who doesn't want that? Yeah. But it, um, this is Shilajit, uh, and it's, again, you can get this in powder form. You can get them in teas and tonics. So definitely um, different for different people and how they want it. And um, dosages for for these depends on the source of it and the active ingredients. But right. if you look at the research on PubMed and the different medical journals that are out there, a lot of them will fall between 100 milligrams to 300 milligrams. And that could be once a day or you could have, you know, a couple times a day, too. Mm -hmm. So just people are thinking about each one's a little bit different. The active ingredients in these are a little bit different. But I would say, generally speaking, it's about 100 milligrams to 300 milligrams, one to three times a day, uh, generally speaking. This sounds like a, an exotic like ingredient. Sheila G. <laughs> <laughs> it's the sex hormone igniter. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> okay, we're going to move to the next one. I know how to pronounce this one because you've said it a million times. Ashwagandha is number six on this list of the superhero uh, adaptogen superstars. So ashwagandha, remind us what this one is. So it is another Ayurvedic 
um, adaptogen. It's used in traditional Indian medicine. Uh, I call this the thyroid and mood master. So this is uh, used a lot of times for people with thyroid issues and people with even fatigue issues there as well. People with, um, yeah, just overall wanting energy. A lot of times ashwagandha is used. I have a blend of adaptogens that I use, uh, a part of what I call the collection. It's just the basic functional medicine stuff that I have. Yep. And I use ashwagandha and things like L-theanine uh, and magnesium to help with just mood balance in general. And ashwagandha is kind of the rock star when it comes to that. Uh, it is technically a nightshade, um, which is a plant uh -oh. group. It's, yeah. Uh, some immunity, yeah. Yeah. Some people that don't want to have any nitrates. This is my experience from a functional medicine standpoint and seeing a lot of people over the past 11 years, I don't see the same uh, nightshade responses that some people are going to have with say peppers or tomatoes or eggplants or white potatoes. They do not have the same with uh, ashwagandha. Um, but with that said, it's important to know people can test it out for themselves and see if they like it or not. And if they tolerate it enough, but tends to be people that I would say, let's say this, if people with the have nightshade issues yeah. and they typically are people with autoimmunity, people with specifically joint issues and digestive issues, the so joint issues and digestive issues aren't a problem for you. Uh, you shouldn't have any concern about this, right? But even people with joint and digestive issues, my experience is I can't think of a patient that didn't tolerate ashwagandha. Um, it's just about finding the right doses too. Sometimes people can have, Problems with adaptogens, they're just taking too much for their body. So start off low and slow, like I've been saying. And it's kind of like when people have an aversion to dairy, but they can still handle butter or they can handle raw milk. It depends on the kind of dairy. So in this case, the kind of nightshade matters. Exactly right. It's it, We like to oversimplify things, but this is a big plant group and this is used not in the same way that the foods are either to their small amounts. We're just right. talking about a couple milligrams of it. Uh, so it's very small amount. So number seven uh, is one I've seen spelled a couple of ways. You have it spelled M-A-C-A. I've seen it with two C's in there. But maca, uh, I know your fellow functional medicine uh, practitioner friend who's also into thyroid health, uh, uh, Dr. Anna Kabeka loves her some maca. So talk about mm -hmm. maca. Yeah, so I love maca too. Um, maca is good. I, I call it here. I called it the energizer. So it's good for energy too. Um, specifically this, is what I would say about maca, I use maca too for low testosterone. So back to the sex hormone igniter, mm -hmm. maca would be one specifically for low testosterone. One of the ones that we use in functional medicine, it's good for energy. It's good for calming anxiety. It's a good source of vitamin C. Um, which is good for the immune system and building collagen production. So in addition to having actual collagen as a supplement, foods that are rich in vitamin C or maca that has vitamin C is a way to produce endogenous or natural collagen production. Uh, there are three main types of maca. There's red maca, yellow maca, and black maca. Uh, red maca tends to be more sweet and mild in its taste, and yellow maca is the least sweet and black maca is like in the in-between. It's not the, right. the most sweet. It's just kind of the, the middle of the road guy. And like you said earlier, you throw this into kind of a, a green drink, a, a, a tea. I'm assuming it all of these would mix into liquid pretty easily. 
Yeah, exactly. They're, yeah. I mean, you're going to get, they're not water soluble, but they right. are, you're going to mix them in and you'll, you'll see some sediment at the bottom and they'll mix pretty well. Um, yeah. And then the, a lot of adaptogenic blends, they will have numerous ones of adaptogens. Uh, so you could do that too. You could get yeah. like, let's just say two or three of these on this list that we're talking about and then mix it in your, your like fill up your water bottle and put these in and get like a tea bag or make a tea out of these. That's a very traditional way to do that is to do like a traditional Ayurvedic or Chinese medicine, a tea from these adaptogens. Or throw it right on top of a salad or some greens or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, or soup. You could yes. do soup. It masks very well in there. Yeah. Get it in there anyway. Kind of like I hide the medicine for my cats when we have to give. <laughs> or or <laughs> my kids. it into the food. <laughs> What'd you say? Or my kids. Or I do your that. Kids, my kids, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yummy. Cats and kids. You don't know. You just had liver. Oh, good job. <laughs> oh, I've done that before. My kid takes liver capsules. I just tell him, I'm like, you're 12 years old. You're taking the liver capsule. Yes, get over it already. <laughs> you're 12. <laughs> well, we're up to number eight of 12 on this superstar adaptogen list. Uh, Holy basil has another name. I've never heard you call it this, but Tulsi, is that how you say that? Yeah, you got it. Tulsi. So it's, a, again, another uh, traditional Ayurvedic um, adaptogen. Uh, and I love it for things like brain fog. I love it for fatigue. It calms anxiety as well. Improves, uh, uh, improves cognitive function or brain function. Uh, and it's also good for digestive issues. So people with bloating issues and gas issues. So it's a really good gut brain supporter, which is why I put holy basil in the holy youth agent natura blend with the collagen. So my thought was, how can I help with the gut brain axis uh, through these food medicines? So all of these guys that are into nootropics, they really need to be taking holy basil. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> definitely something to consider. And maybe the reason it helps with brain health is you're not bloated and have gas anymore. So you're not preoccupied with those things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a two for one. Exactly. Well, we're up to the number nine one and we're back to the hard to pronounce ones, guys. So uh, I'm going to take a stab at this one. Uh, feel free to laugh very hard at me on this one. Ho Shou Yeah, pretty good. I, that's how I would say it too. But again, I don't speak, you know, Mandarin or, you know, Chinese for, you know, first language, but it is, a, this is a traditional Chinese medicine. Um, it is great for people with I, I called it here the libido pumper upper. This is a technical <laughs> term, guys. Hoshawu, the libido <laughs> pumper upper. Yes, we have that and the shilajit. <laughs> if you had to combine, I guess you would look, take the Hoshawu, the shilajit, and the maca. That would be a great. Oh, man. You, you would be like a pheromone galore. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. We just blended your adaptogenic tea for a little bit of for people that are interested in that. Could you make um, a perfume out of all that? So <laughs> it wouldn't smell very good. It smelled very, good. very earthy. Yes. Um, but this is great uh, also for low libido. It's been used for in Chinese medicine for thousands of years. So that is that is that one. Yeah. Number 10. Here we go again. Mucuna prurians. Yeah, pretty cute. Pretty close. Pretty, pretty close. cute too. Pretty How did cute. you say it? Mucuna, mucuna purians. Okay. Pur oh, okay. Purians. There's prurians. 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 Um, so we call this uh, in our clinic 
uh, nature's chill pill. So I would say mag- magnesium is nature's chill pill, but yes. so is mucunipurin. So this is a really good adaptogenic, uh, actually from a bean, the bean extract that has higher amounts of L-DOPA, which is a precursor to the neurotransmitter dopamine. Yes. So people that have problem focusing, uh, it also really helps calm me down. I actually just take mucunipurins by itself. Um, there's a brand, ugh, I, I'm forgetting the brand name right now, but basically it's just a plain, if you just Google it, you'll find it's right. really one of the only brands that has it. Um, but they, it's, you just add a teaspoon or two into some coffee or some tea and it helps my brain function throughout the day. M-U-C-U-N-A and second word P-R-U-R-I-E-N-S. So uh, that's pretty cool. That would be another one that would be a nootropic that these guys could try. Yeah. Awesome, awesome stuff. All right. I, yeah, I just I just Googled I, I Googled try Googled the brand real fast. Yes. It is Sun Potion. Sun, Sun Potion. I have no connection with them, but they <laughs> they do have a really clean product. Like there's nothing added. It's just the mucuna. All right. So we have two more, you guys, in this superstar adaptogens. Uh, number 11. Oh, boy. Eleuthero? Yeah, that's that's how I say it. Again. <laughs> You're doing pretty good with this. Uh, I call this the battery pack. Um, and this is actually a fancy word for Siberian ginseng, ah. which technically isn't part of the other ginseng family, um, but it is uh, acts similar to uh, the regular ginsengs though, but it's great for optimizing energy levels for people that have maybe a stressful uh, week. Um, they um, can add some Siberian ginseng into their, their, you know, tonics or their, their lattes. And um, another brand that I love is a, Taro, my friend Taro's company, Four yes. Sigmatic, um, great stuff. And he adds he adds Siberian ginseng to a lot of his adaptogenic blends. I love their mushroom coffee, which which is um, I guess another unplanned segue here. Uh, but it's the, <laughs> I did not I'm not this good, guys. Um, but oh, don't yeah. let him fool you. He's that good. <laughs> well, we will go ahead and get to that last one, the adaptogenic mushrooms. And I want to do a laundry list and then let you tell us what they are. Uh, Shaga. Did I say that one right? Uh, Yeah. Shaga is how I say it. Uh, Shiitake. Yeah. Got it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. (laughs) Yeah. No, you're doing really well. Because this next one I'm going to totally slaughter. Uh, Hemamatsutake. That's how I've been saying it. Okay. But again, I don't... Speak Japanese, but or, or Chinese, whatever language I'm it is. I'm sure there's but, somebody yeah, it, in China. Called, list, um, there's somebody in China listening right now, just laughing at us Americans trying to pronounce <laughs> these words. Lion's mane. I know how to say that one. Turkey tail, <laughs> cordyceps, and rishi. Mm-hmm. You got it. So these are all part of the adaptogenic mushroom kingdom, which, I, as I mentioned earlier, four sigmatic, great sources of that. And there's other companies out there too. Um, but you, I like mixing these in teas and, um, sort of even like a latte, like an adaptogenic latte with maybe some matcha green tea and adding these in, but these are really, um, great. What I love about them, you talk about nootropics, the, um, lion's mane specifically has been shown to enhance brain derived neurotropic factor BDNF, which we yes. know beta hydroxybutyrate, the ketone does that as well. So I love 
blending lion's mane and things like chaga with the ketogenic diet because of what it can do for our brain. And there's really exciting research showing about the adaptogenic mushrooms being good good at fighting cancer and lowering cancer uh, risk factors, helping brain function, like I mentioned, helping brain just overall cognitive function in general. So uh, I love the, the mushrooms, these, these kind at least. You know what I'm seeing out there in the keto uh, food space right now is a lot of these keto food companies are putting these ad- adaptogens into their product. I, I know the um, Pure Indian Foods makes ghee and they're starting to add various adaptogens on this list that we just talked about. Uh, mm-hmm. The Peely Nuts Company from Eat Peely Nuts they too, I, I think they have a lion's mane peeling up butter. So it's pretty mm-hmm. cool to now see these things that once were thought of as voodoo and, you know, not so mainstream are becoming very, very mainstream, very fast. Oh, yeah. I think they are. Um, it's because people are looking for for options. They're looking beyond just medications to feel better or to deal with their, their issues. I actually, as a, I'm a wellness advisor for um Rebel. I don't know if you've seen that company before. I have, yeah. Yeah, R-A-B-B-L. They're amazing. They're in supermarkets, uh, Whole Foods. Um, but I um, am working on a few projects with them. But they basically, I love their uh, reishi cold brew, which is very ketogenic, very ketotarian as well, because they put the, the reishi, which we just talked about, uh, with cold brew, uh, coffee, and some MCT oil, too. Nice. So great, great for brain function, good macros. Um, yeah, good stuff. And a lot of coffee companies are now adding these to their, uh, to be blended in as well. So it, it's kind of neat. You know, it's one reason I wanted to do this show today, Will, is because a lot of people are hearing things like lion's mane and reishi and holy basil and all these things, but they don't really know what they are. So hopefully we're having a little more education, but we're not done with the show yet, guys. We'll be right back after these messages and we're going to go over various kind of health things that you might be dealing with and what adaptogens will help with it. So we'll be right back. Living la vida low carb, talking about a low carb diet. Uh-huh. Getting your body healthy, and ain't no doubt about it. Yeah, it's really about ketosis, a ketogenic life. Yeah, a real time indicator for ketosis called ketonics. It measures your breath for ketones. Are you burning fat? Uh-huh. It's the first of its kind. All my ketonians, where you at? Hey, I'm just here to let you know. Wanna look and feel incredible? We live in la vida low carb. Get your body healthy and live long. Hey. Keep my fats high and my carbs low. Need my glucose down right now, pronto. Check my ketones. Look at the stats, yo. With ketonics, now I'm in the burning fat zone. Ketonics, we burning fat, yeah, we own it. Yeah, yeah, with ketonics, I'm burning fat and I'm on it. Yeah, yeah, living la vida low carb. I do this every day. If you wanna burn that fat, it ain't no other way. Yeah. Go to ketonics.co. And for my international followers, it's ketonics.com. Woo! Are you looking for a quick keto meal that has not just a little bit of protein in it, but also all the electrolytes, vitamins, protein, fat, and more that will meet one-third of your daily needs? Then let me introduce you to Keto Chow. It's a quick and easy-to-mix shake that is designed to give you a complete ketogenic meal. You're able to customize the calories because you decide how much fat to add. Most people mix it with heavy whipping cream, but you can also use avocado oil, 
coconut cream, a little MCT oil, or any other fat of your choice. Keto Chow is designed specifically for people on the go to replace one to two meals in their day. It comes in eight flavors, including chocolate, vanilla, chocolate peanut butter, cookies and cream, strawberry, mocha, banana, and salted caramel in both individual meal samples as well as a large 21 meal bag. There's also a sample of all the things bundle that has one of each flavor plus a Keto Chow blender bottle to get you started. Head on over to JimmyLovesKetoChow.com and use the coupon code LLVLC to get 10% off of your first order. JimmyLovesKetoChow.com we're back here on Keto Talk with Jimmy Moore and Dr. Will Cole, Adaptogen Edition. I hope you're enjoying this, you guys. KetoTalk.com, again, we'll have full show notes for this episode in case you missed anything. But uh, let's get into the nitty gritty. We talked a little bit earlier about what adaptogens are, where they came from and all that good stuff. But there's people out there and, and your patients every single day coming to deal with various health issues. So, you want to go over a few of the, the things that people deal with and which adaptogens help the best? Sure. Let's go. Okay. So the first one, we talked a little bit uh, when we were going over the superstars ones uh, about uh, skin and hair and nails. What are some of your go-tos when people have issues with these? Uh, so the, the for skin, hair, and nails, uh, Pearl is on the top of my list. Chaga. Because uh, it has, uh, it's rich in antioxidants, so that's the uh, adaptogenic mushroom. And cordyceps yep. uh, is another adaptogenic mushroom. So again, it's it's filled with antioxidants. It also lowers inflammation levels. Um, something that I didn't talk about in the um, superstar list, the adaptogenic superstar list, is rapunticum. Um, is which that is like Rapunzel, uh, Rapunzel, throw me mm-hmm. your hair, Rapunzel. Yeah, <laughs> Rapunzel's adaptogen. And Joaglin uh, which is another, another weird name, Jalgalin. Yeah. Uh, so basically this inhibits superoxide dismutase, which is this pro like uh, oxidative stress uh, in, in the body. It diminishes that through these antioxidant pathways. So this, these are what I would say for people who want radiant, youthful glow um, using adaptogens. So I, I've already determined after this show, I need to go learn Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It'll help with the pronunciation. Well, let's get to another common issue. And I would say this is by far one of the biggest issues people deal with and don't even know it. And that's stress. Yeah, exactly. And what's cool about the, what we're doing with the show and we're categorizing them is that these ones can then be mixed into a little tea and tonic yes. where you can make it and you can have them separately, see how you tolerate them separately. But then once you figure out that you tolerate them separately, then I would mix them together and they can really have a synergistic uh, impact on your body. But don't mix uh, with alcohol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. That'd be no so, bueno. I'm sure they have adaptogenic alcohol. They don't. They probably will. There's a business opportunity out there somewhere. (laughs) Um, But stress, I'd say rhodiola, um, mucunipurians, which we mentioned, ashwagandha and licorice root. Uh, Those would be the ones I would say um, to help with stress. A licorice root can raise blood pressure. Um, So... For people that have high blood pressure, they want to check on the dosage of that and test their blood pressure. But the other ones, I don't have any uh, significant impact on blood pressure. 
But every one of those you just mentioned uh, helps bring cortisol under control, which is the primary goal when you're stressed. Yeah. Yeah. The next one is another common issue that a lot of people don't know they're dealing with, and that's having their hormones all out of whack. So which ones help with this condition? So this would be people, I would say Shashandra would be good for hormone balance. Shashandra. I'm going to get them to slow down on these ones we hadn't said yet. So Shashandra, yeah, yeah. Uh, we yeah. did say that one a little bit yeah, earlier. We did I think. say that. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. Shashandra, uh, cordyceps, ashwagandha, and licorice root. I included it again. It's good for hormonal balance and energy levels. Is that why we see that in a lot of like blends of, of various uh, supplements? I see licorice root quite a bit. Yeah. Added to yeah, it's a used in a things. lot of different, a lot of different things. Yeah, so it's technically it acts like an adaptogen, so it would be in the adaptogenic uh, umbrella. Nice. The next one is chronic fatigue. This is something that a lot of people probably come to see you with. Yeah, exactly for sure. I mean, it's one of the main things, and you can have fatigue that's driven by HPA axis issues or adrenal fatigue, or you can have some chronic infection, some something else that could be driving it too. Um, but just generally supporting healthy energy levels, ginseng, which we mentioned um, earlier on in yep. the show, and maca uh, would be two of my sort of overall energy boosters. It's the love adaptogen too. That yeah, that's <laughs> if you're right. In love, it's hard to be tired. So. <laughs> Speaking of love, the next one: low sex drive. So if someone has low libido, we mentioned them already, but we'll repeat them again because they're cool to say. Yeah. So we said shilajit. Shilajit. Hey. Hey, Shawu, and we can add Maka to that list. And Maka. The trilogy. (laughs) That was the funnest one. Okay, and then the next one, uh, this is something people don't think about because maybe they go keto and and they thought, hey, I thought my brain was supposed to clear up. I thought I was supposed to have, you know, stabilized mood and have all these great brain health benefits. I'm not getting them. So brain fog could be something that an adaptogen blend could help with. Absolutely. So I would say the Raponticum, which we mentioned, there's some studies that show that this can stimulate brain activity. Raponticum is spelled R-H-A-P-O-N-T-I-C-U-M, since we didn't talk a lot about it. Yep. Lion's mane is another one, which I mentioned improved brain function, actually protecting brain tissue. uh, And holy basil or Tulsi uh, is another one as well. Does lion's mane actually look like a hair from a lion's mane? Why, Why is it called that? Do you know? Yeah, I don't know the origin of that. Because the first I time I heard, I saw it, I thought it's literally a hair from a lion's mane. You know, I, it, when you don't <laughs> know, that's where your brain goes. Sorry. Yeah, and you know what? I normally see it in like the traditional, like natural medicine state, like of powder, and yes. knowing knowing the clinical benefits of it and how it helps someone's brain and health and hormones. But I haven't actually haven't looked at the original, like the where it grows materials. on a tree, yeah. but I just Googled it and it does look a lot like a lion's mane. I so. would think it would. Why would they have yep. called it that? <laughs> so. Yeah. So if you're growing lion's mane, you probably knew that already. But for all the rest of us that just <laughs> benefit from the science of this stuff, <laughs> we don't know. Well, next up, we have one that's related a lot to what we talk about here on Keto Talk with the gut health stuff. But if your immune system is not strong, you got issues. So you've got some immune boosting adaptogens for us. Yeah. So maca, um, I mentioned with the vitamin C, chaga, uh, it has some antiviral benefits of it as well. Yep. Uh, Turkey tail, uh, which is another adaptogenic mushroom, uh, has been shown to improve immune function ashwagandha is good for the immune system and astragalus which is another good 
um, supporter of the immune system and it helps. Uh, it's a powerful antiviral and antimicrobial uh, as well. So I use astragalus a lot for underlying gut issues. Yes. Uh, but it's technically an adaptogen. Astragalus, A-S-T-R-A-G-A-L-U-S. If you want to look that up, you guys, of course, we'll have all these again listed in the show notes. So don't don't feel like you got to take uh, crazy notes. We're going to have all this in here for you. Um, anxiety and depression is the next one. And there's a couple good ones that you use. Yeah. So lion's mane would be another one. Uh, it's been shown in studies to decrease depression and anxiety. Ashwagandha. Uh, has been shown to reduce anxiety by up to 44% in one study. So it's definitely something that I use for people that have mood uh, like fluctuations or they just want to be more stable mood-wise. Uh, and these are these are two that I use. Now, a biggie with uh, carbohydrate-restricted diets like keto and real food and paleo and Whole30 and all those ones that are out there is you might be eating that way, but your blood sugar is still a little bit wonky. So do you have one for blood sugar balance? Yep. Reishi would be the one that I would uh, go to. It's It's been shown to have a down-regulating effect on blood sugar uh, and impact the enzymes that are responsible for breaking down starches and, and sugars. So definitely reishi would be good. And again, I, I use the um, Rebel um, coffee. Um, I love the reishi in there and it has brain boosting benefits too with the MCT oil as well, and the coffee too. And a reminder, you're only having a little bit of all these things. It's not like you're eating this humongous. No, it's not like you're grabbing a mushroom off of a tree and just eating it. It's That's just right. a very small amount. That does not sound palatable anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> the next one, digestive issues, something you deal with quite a bit with leaky gut and, and some other uh, things dealing with the gut. Uh, how do you help them with adaptogens? Yeah. So for patients with these issues, uh, I like holy basil for that. I mentioned earlier, it's really great for reducing uh, digestive problems. Um, uh, turkey tail, which is back to those mushrooms. Again, it's good for people um, battling gut overgrowth like SIBO and candida because of its antimicrobial benefits. Uh, and licorice root also can help with um, specifically the, the DGL form Um of uh, basically it, it's not it's not going to stimulate blood pressure like the way that regular licorice is going to be uh so this you'll see dgl listed form of licorice it's good for uh with intestinal permeability issues dgl tell us what that means yeah it's basically deglycerided uh, i'm not pronouncing that right but licorice. it's basically taking out the the compounds that can be stimulating to the um, to blood pressure is taking uh, that out, and we use that specifically for the gut and the intestinal permeability. So, deglycerate does it have something to do with with glycerin? I'm just trying to think what the pathway would be. Yeah, would be. Better. I think that's exactly what they do. So they're taking that out, and then it's just mainly to help calm down the immune reactivities of the gut and kind yep. of calm down, uh, help repair the gut lining integrity. All right. Is turkey tail like lion's mane? It looks like a turkey tail. Is that? <laughs> yeah, I think that. going to Google again, guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to do it, but I'm assuming that <laughs> I'm going to restrain myself from Googling mushrooms right now. But I, yeah, I, I think that's where the origin of these names came from. You're going to go home to your wife. What did you do today at work? I Googled mushrooms <laughs> with Jimmy Moore. Yeah. The last one. Cancer. And it's probably controversial to even talk about uh, a topic like that. Um, but adaptogens are, have shown in some studies, or at least these two that you're going to mention, uh, to help somewhat. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there's some promising studies with the shiitake and the himamatsutake. Uh, himamatsutake is, is what he said. <laughs> yeah. It, I guess I don't even call it that regularly. I just say God's mushroom is what it's called. God's in like, mushroom. Yes. It sort of translates as, as God's mushroom. So the, the protein of these, uh, both of these mushrooms, uh, adaptogens have been shown to starve cancer growth and decrease tumor growth. So oh, really wow. cool stuff. And it's, it's an emerging science. And obviously cancer is very different for different people and different right. types of cancer. Um, but just generally bringing more anti-cancer things into your life is a good idea for a lot of people. Now that's fascinating. Are, are those effects regardless of the diet of the person with cancer or are they fasting when they do this? Do you know in the studies? I don't know specifically the the details of the study, but I would say that um, they did the studies that I referenced here. Yeah. They were not fasting, um, but they, yeah, they've been used for thousands of years wow. for these um, anti carcinogenic benefits and these longevity benefits. Right. All right, guys. So. You've learned more about adaptogens than you ever probably wanted to know in your life. But now when we do a show and Dr. Cole, Dr. Pooptacular <laughs> decides to throw out one of these crazy names, you now kind of have an idea of what he's talking about. So this was very beneficial today to go over these. And before we go, Will, I want to help people uh, because you've provided lots of resources right there on your website, drwillcole.com, if people want to learn more about, you know, where to go. But what are some of the top brand names people should be looking for when they're buying adaptogens? Yeah, so some of the ones that I like, I mentioned Rebel. They have adaptogenic drinks that you can get uh, at Whole Foods or online or health food stores. Um, I we mentioned uh, Four Sigmatic. I think they are great, uh, easy to use. You just open up the packet and pour them in there. I, I mentioned Sun Potion earlier. Uh, they have some ones other than the Mucunipurians. Um, Moon Juice is another one with my friend Amanda Bacon's. Uh, her last name's Bacon, guys. So this is she's like one <laughs> she of can us. Can be bad, yeah. <laughs> and she has a great company called Moon Juice. Uh, and real mushrooms is another uh, great one. Yeah. Uh, and then I mentioned Agent Nator has the adaptogen blend Holy Youth that I formulated. So all of those are good, good companies. Yes. Yeah, so Agent Nator, Rebel, Moon Juice, Sun Potion, Four, as in the number F O U R, Sigmatic, S I G M A T I C, and Real Mushrooms. Go look them up, you guys. They're the good brands. And uh, we'll have lots of links to articles that were on drwillcole.com that go into a little bit deeper detail about some of the things that we talked about here today on Keto Talk. So that's it for this episode 143 of Keto Talk with Jimmy Moore and Dr. Will Cole. KetoTalk.com is the website for full show notes, and you definitely want to take advantage of all the show notes that we have for you guys here today. Uh, lots of great information, Will, and I'm so glad we did this uh, and we talked off the air. Uh, we'll come back for a few weeks with some of the regular format, but we're thinking of doing another special edition show like this going over various blood work that you look at pretty common and why you run specific tests and what you're looking for. Uh, that'll be a lot of fun here, uh, maybe in about a month, month and a half. Yeah, let's do it. 
Yeah. So guys, until next Thursday, we'll see you then. You've been listening to Keto Talk with Jimmy Moore and Dr. Will Cole. Visit our website, ketotalk.com, for full show notes for this episode. If you love Keto Talk, then drop us a review at iTunes. Thanks for joining us for today's episode, and we'll see you again next Thursday. Disc of Light.